Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. Praise the Lord, children of the Most High God. God bless you. Welcome to Prayer, Praise, and the Word of God. I'm your host, Elder Coilette James, and as always, it is such an incredible honor to be live with you on tonight. And if you're tuning in via the archives, I thank God for you dialing up and listening in from that vantage point. That's the beauty of Blog Talk Radio, that if you miss the live broadcast, you can always tune in any given time, day or night, and catch it again. So I'm happy. I'm excited. How are you feeling today? I pray that everybody in the sound of my voice is enjoying their Monday. I know Monday periodically is is known as such a, a dreadful day because it's the first day of the work week and what have you. But you know what? One thing I have come to learn and to understand that any day that God has given us is a day for us to rejoice, a day for us to be glad to be a part of, a day for us to give him the glory and the honor. If you had to work today, you thank and praise God for the ability and the opportunity to earn a living. You thank and praise God for him making a way out of no way for you. You thank and praise God for him using you to be a beacon light in the midst of that darkened world that you call your job. Thank him. Give him praise on today. We're here to do prayer, praise, and the word of God. So we are just giving God all the praise, the glory, and the honor on today. It's just a phenomenal time. We have entered into a place in God where we don't come without expectation. We know that no matter when we entreat the spirit of the living God, whenever we reach out to him, whenever we avail ourselves to him, he is always there, ready to just pour himself into us all the more. All he is looking for is an open vessel. So will you be that open vessel on tonight? Will you open up your heart to the Lord tonight? Will you open up your spirit to the Lord tonight so that he can pour into you, that he may build you up, that he may equip you, that you would be fit for the master's use. Amen. Amen. If you can't hear it in my voice, let me make it categorically clear. I am excited about serving God. I'm excited about being his child. I am excited at the potential that he has placed within me. I'm excited. I'm excited because he didn't have to do it. He didn't have to think me into existence. He didn't have to put his his anointing on my life. He did not have to impart his spirit within me. He did not have to take my heart of stone with that bitterness that was built in it and transform it into a heart of flesh. He didn't have to do these things. He didn't have to forgive me of my sin. He did not have to make himself a sacrifice that I may have fellowship with him. He did not have to do it, but he did it anyway, and he didn't just do it for me. He did it for you as well. So if I'm rejoicing today, you have the exact right to rejoice 
also. So let's give him praise. Let's give him glory. We'll give him honor on today. So happy Monday. Happy Monday. We're not seeing the blues. We're not down and distraught. We are giving God praise. So as always, we're going to open up the the program with prayer, um, just to to go before God and and to entreat his spirit on the broadcast and to just, you know, just to say thank you, just to say, you know what, God, I'm so grateful that you've given me yet another chance to enter into the holies of holies, to enter into your presence. There's, There's a terminology in Christendom, and it's called practicing the presence of God. And what that merely means is that you spend time in his presence. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, you can practice the presence of God. I don't care if you're in your car. I don't care if you're in your throne room at your house. Wherever it is that you need to get away and have some alone time with God, take advantage of that. I had a home once in in Florida, and my closet, my clothes closet, literally became my prayer closet. And I would go in there, and I had it to where my shoes were pushed aside, but it was the one place in the house that I could go and be alone with God. And that place where for the five years that I lived in that house, it literally transformed itself into a prayer closet, into a blessed, sacred place that I could go and spend time with God. And I would find myself in that closet sometimes for hours. I was going through some different turmoils and different trials and tribulations in my life during that time. And to be able to get into that closet and get alone with God just would enlighten me. He would give me counsel. He would give me peace. He would pull me up out of the the darkness of depression when I felt that all was at, at woe within me. So I'm telling you how important it is to get alone with God. And I want to share another little nugget um, before we go to the throne room. Excuse me, this past Saturday was sundown Friday to sundown on Saturday was considered by the the Jewish culture. It's It's a high holy day. It's the highest and the holiest day of the year for the children of Israel, and it's called Yom Kippur. And what that means is that... It's the Day of Atonement. It was the day that the high priest would go into the holies of holies to make atonement for the sins of the children of Israel. And I bring this up because it was uh, it was such a pivotal day. And literally today, even the, the Jewish culture today, even those that don't really, that are Jewish by heritage, but maybe not by faith. They don't walk in, in Judaism, the, the faith of it. They don't embrace Yahweh. They don't embrace God. Um, But on that day, they will fast. On that day, they will get into a synagogue. If they don't go any other time of the year, they will go then. It's kind of like Christians and Christmas. You know, they may not go all year long, but there's two days that you'll find them in the house of God, and that would be Christmas and Easter. You're going to find them. They're going to find some place to go. And and Yom Kippur is like that for those of the Jewish faith and the Jewish custom. But the reason I bring this up is because it was the only day out of the year that the high priest could enter into the holies of holies. 
there was only one day all year that he could literally go into the presence of God. And why is that important? I bring that up because of the honor that Christ came to give us that we can go into the holies of holies any given moment. Any given time. When Christ came and he made atonement for our sin once and for all, he rent that 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 veil that separate separated the inner court from the holies of holies. He rent it once and for all and it tore from the top down, which means that God himself ripped it from the top down so that no matter where you are in your faith in God, you can press into his presence. Isn't that an awesome thing? And so as I was saying, I bring it up because we need to recognize and understand the honor that has been given us, the privilege that has been given us to be able to enter into the holies of holies at any given time. What an awesome thing that is. What a blessed thing that Jesus the Christ came to give us. When he reconciled us back to the Father, he reconciled us back to our place of fellowship with God so that whenever, wherever, we can press into his presence. So we are going to take full advantage of that blessed gift that Christ came to give us on this evening, and we're going to press into the presence of God, giving him the glory, giving him the honor, giving him the praise, giving him the adoration that he so richly desires and deserves. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 Father. We give you praise on this evening. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord God. We are so grateful that you, Lord, would take the time to fellowship with us, oh God, that you would take the time to have glory entertain us. Hallelujah. We feel like after that, you know, we are going to see the king, but we go with a different heart than Esther went with. We go with the heart that we know the king is going to receive us. See, in Esther's day, hallelujah, she didn't know if she would be killed. She could be struck down for trying to get to the king without the king's invitation. But, Lord God, we are so grateful that your invitation is always available to us. You have your arms open wide to us at all times, welcoming us to come into your presence. We are so grateful for that, Lord God. We don't have to worry, hallelujah, about coming into your presence and having our heads cut off or coming into your presence, oh Lord God, and being struck dead. We know, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt how much you love us, how you care for us, and how much you welcome us fellowship, and you welcome our coming before you. This is what you desire from your children. So we're so grateful, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you welcome us into the holies of holies. And, Father, we come with outstretched hands, O oh Lord God. We come with hands lifted up before you, O oh God. We come thanking you and praising you for that honor and that privilege to come before your throne of mercy. Oh, hallelujah. What an awesome, awesome pleasure it is, oh, Lord God, to feel your presence, to know that no matter where we are, you are there as well, to know that your spirit dwells within us, oh, God. We are so, so very grateful to know, Lord God, that even when we desire to step out of line, you are there to nudge us back.
back into place, oh, Lord God. You are there to lovingly wrap your arms around us, oh, God. The word says that there is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus. And, Father, we come to you in Christ. We come to you, Lord God, knowing that there is no condemnation, that we're not being condemned, but we come to you recognizing and understanding that if there is something that we have done that was unpleasing in your sight, we can come before you and ask forgiveness, oh, Lord God. We can come because Christ has already been our propitiation for sin. Christ has already made atonement for us. And we're so thankful for that. We're so, so very grateful for that. You are such an awesome God. You you just are. Oh, you love us with such a deep and a passionate and an unconditional love that it, nothing, nothing that we can experience on this earth realm can compare to the love that you show upon us, oh God. Even in our wrongs, even in our shortcomings, even in our failures, you are yet there every step of the way. You love us, you encourage us, you chastise us when necessary, but you never, ever, ever turn your back on us. And we're so grateful for that. Ah, we're so, so very grateful for that. Thank you, Lord God, for continuing to love us through it all. No matter what, your love stands steadfast. And we're so grateful for that. Ah, So, Father God, we invite you to come in and to, to suck with us tonight, Lord. We're seeking your revelatory knowledge on tonight. That, Lord, as we partake of your word, that you would speak to our hearts and speak to our minds and open up your word unto us, O oh Lord God, that we may learn of you. And that we may understand with a greater revelation of how to apply that that you teach us to our lives, oh God. Because we recognize and understand that we are your ambassadors. We are your examples. We are your living epistles, oh God. You have called us to live a life upright before the people that even if they never pick up the physical B-I-B-L-E, they can read you through our lives. There are places in, in this world that they can, cannot get their hands tangibly on a Bible. But you still have the ability, or maybe the Bibles that they can get their hands on, they can't read, be it it's in the wrong language or be it that they just can't read. Whatever it is, Lord God, use our lives as a living epistle unto them that they may come to know you that they may come to desire you, that they would chase after you, O oh Lord God. Ah, it's more than just a cliche to be a God chaser, O oh God. It is a way of life for those of us that choose and desire to serve you with our whole heart. Wholeheartedly we chase after you. We desire you more than our necessary bread, O oh Lord God, because man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of your mouth, O oh Lord God. So speak to us tonight. 
Speak to our hearts, oh, Lord God. Father, I just I call forth a healing, Lord, for those that are listening, that are downtrodden, and that are heavy of heart, oh, Lord God, for whatever they've experienced in life, oh, Lord God, whatever trial, whatever tribulation has come their way, Lord God, it caused them, Father God, to be in a distressful mode. Father God, I speak deliverance to their life. I decree and declare, Lord, that whatever they have encountered in this earth realm, Lord God, that it would not hold them in bondage. Be it the situations and the circumstances of life, oh, Lord God, be it Harokoshanda, the principalities of darkness that would plague their lives, oh, Lord God, I just decree and declare deliverance right here, right now for them, Father that they would be free to serve you. They would be free to love you. They would be free to decree and declare you as Lord over their lives, that they would be free to love, that they would be free to trust, that they would be free, O oh Lord God, to give of themselves wholeheartedly to you. I decree deliverance tonight in their lives. Father God, you know every person, Lord, that that prayer is meant for. You know every person, oh, Lord God, that you are seeking to deliver. And, Father God, I just thank you that right now, somehow, some way, you are delivering this message to them that they have been set free. Because of your love for them, they have been set free. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for loving us so much that you would never, ever allow us to stay in bondage. We give you praise, Lord. Ah, Rosheta Baba Sando said, you are worthy, Lord. You are worthy of the praise. You are worthy of the glory. You are worthy of the honor. Ah, we thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Ah, Rababa Shele Bosa. Now have your way, Father God, in and through me. As I Roshanta, as I present your word to your children, O oh Lord God, teach us, O oh God. Let us learn by revelatory knowledge that which you desire, Father God, to impart within us on tonight. And we give you the praise, we give you the glory, we give you the honor, for it is in the name, the matchless name of Jesus the Christ, that we decree it is so. Ah, hallelujah, and to God be all the glory. To God be all the glory. Hi, well, again, like I said, it's a, another chance to come together in, in unity to give him prayer and praise and to partake of his word. So I'm so grateful this evening. I am just so incredibly grateful for the mighty God that we serve. Hallelujah. And we're going to continue on now with some praise and some worship. We're going to hear Almighty God by Brian Courtney Wilson. And we're just going to allow that to minister unto us. Hallelujah. Because God is full of mercy. Hallelujah. To him we praise. And truth. So we worship Almighty God, you are a redeemer, you redeem the one source 
bless you, God. Bless you, God. Bless you, God. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Why do we worship him? Because he is full of love and of mercy. Hallelujah. Ah, God is such a great God, such a great God. There was such a an anointing going forth, I felt, on that song. It was just taking us into a place in God where we can worship him. We can just ah, desire to be where he is, and that's that's the desire that should always be on our hearts. We're going to listen to one more song, one more song by Tasha Cobbs, and it's it's just to give God glory and honor and to prepare our hearts.
gotta be where you are. Come on, raise it before I'm say, wanna be where you are. Gotta be, gotta be where you are. I wanna be where by 
hurt and pain and distrust and bitterness, or have you given it all over to him? I had somebody very precious to me last night ask me a a question, and it was, how do you deal with heartache? How do you deal with getting your heart broken? And I had to stop and think, and the first thing that came to mind is you don't dwell there. You don't stay there in that place of a broken heart. You surrender it to God. You allow God to come in and to heal your heart. And then you learn the lessons from whatever it is that you've gone through. Was there warning signs from God saying this is not the one? Or is there a warning sign saying that's not the way? What is it that has has led you to that place? And it's not please hear my heart in this situation. It's not that it's your fault that you may be at that place of heartache, that you may be even at that place of bitterness because of the hurt and the pain that you've encountered. See, I can speak on that tonight because I've been there. I've allowed the bitterness and the cold and the ugliness and the hatred of this world, of this earth realm, come into my heart and harden it, make it stony, make it cold and callous. I've been there. And it took God Almighty to soften my heart, to keep working at my heart until he got it to that place of flesh again, to that place where I would allow love to come in again. I don't know who you are. I don't know if you're listening live or if you've just come in and listened to the archive, but this word is for you. Yes, you, because you've walked in that bitter place for way too long. And God wants to come in and he wants to do surgery on that cold and callous heart. Even though you're serving God, you love God, but you have still put a wall up around your heart and you have decreed and declared an inner vow that no one and nothing will ever hurt you again. So you put on that face, you put on that facade, you put on your mask, and you go to the church house and you smile and you grin and you raise up your hand and you say hallelujah, and then you walk out and you walk in that same empty, lonely, hurtful place. And God is saying to you tonight, no more. He wants you to be where he is. He wants you to come in agreement with him. He wants you to allow him to come into your heart and do surgery to remove that hurt, to remove that pain, to remove that bitterness. See, he won't just take it from you. That's what you said. Take it. You've got to give it to him. You've got to surrender it to him. You've got to say, God, I want you more than this hurt. I want you more than this pain. I want to love more than I want to hate. I want to be free. I want to be free. I don't want to carry this heavy load around with me anymore. Let it go. Let it go. Excuse me. Let the tears flow. Let the breaking begin. Let him break up that fallow ground. Let him chip away at that hole, that cold, stony heart. 
so that you can experience his love in its totality. You see, when we have that bitterness, when we have that that place in our heart that's cold and hard, we not only lock out people and individuals, but we lock out the love of God as well. He wants to love on you tonight. He wants to show himself mighty on your behalf. But you've got to open up your heart. You've got to let him in. Harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. Open it up tonight. Freely, freely invite him in. You've carried this for far, far too long. Yes, what they did to you was horrible, and no one should ever have to live through that. But you did. You came through it. You're not in it anymore, and now it's time for deliverance from it. Stop carrying the baggage of it around with you everywhere you go. Let it go. You've allowed it to dictate every relationship. You've allowed it to dictate every decision. And you've not allowed the counsel of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God to come in. And that is what you need. That is what you need. Ah, hallelujah. Father God, we just worship you right now, Lord. I lift their heart to you right now, right now. As I lay my hand over my heart, oh, Lord God, I pray that they can feel your hand over their heart right now, oh, Lord God, breaking it up, Father God, allowing them to feel again. Ah, it's been so long since they've been able to feel anything. Because of the hurt, because of the pain, they shut down their emotions, they shut down their feelings. Oh, God. But let them feel again. Let them know that they are yet in the land of the living. They are yet alive. Oh, I speak peace right now, peace, peace, peace to that trouble, to that turmoil that caused them to lock up. And I decree and declare they are set free on tonight. Oh, Ah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They've carried this burden for so long, oh God, for so long, for so long. They cried out and they said they don't know how to release it, oh God. But this night, this night, this night, I decree deliverance. I decree deliverance. I decree that they are set free. Just open your mouth. Just tell God. Just surrender all to him. Just invite him audibly. Don't just think it. Even in the midst of your sobbing, in the midst of your tears, just cry out, God, come into my heart. Take over. Take over. I don't want to feel this way 
anymore. I want to be alive. I want to be alive. I'm tired of being numb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tired of being numb. I want to feel your love. I want to feel your embrace, oh, Lord God. I want to know that I am alive and not just living a life of existence, but, Lord, living a life of abundance in you, oh, God. Come in. Come in. Sup with me, Lord. Have your way in my heart. Reverse the curse, oh, God. Reverse the curse. Reverse the curse. Reverse the curse, oh God. The enemy cursed this child, this precious, precious child. And since childhood, they have lived with this pain. But this day, this day, this is the day of their deliverance. This is their coming out party. This is that moment where they feel again. They can only do it in you, Lord. So touch. Touch, Jesus. Touch. Have your way, oh God. Mm. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. Mm. Wrap your loving arms around them, oh God. Let them feel your embrace, Lord. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marabasur, Robasheke. Even now, even now, even now, even now, and we thank you. Hmm. We thank you. Ah, yes, Lord, we thank you. Hmm. Sweet, sweet Savior. Mm, how great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great. Is our God? How great is our God? Sing with me, how great is our God? And all will see how great, how great. Is our God. Ah, name above all names. You are great. You are great. Thank you for setting the captive free on tonight. Thank you, Lord. We worship, we worship, we worship, we worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
faults and they've carried that weight for years. Or maybe you were given away at birth as I was. I was given up for adoption at birth. And, and, and sometimes, you know, we carry a weight with, within ourselves. But to come to a knowledge and a realization that that act, that sexual act that caused that egg to be released and come in contact with that sperm and to be fertilized in a manner of which that produced you was not the beginning of your existence. So whether you had the most ideal parents and you experienced all the love in the world or you felt rejected, and isolated all of your life, you felt that you were a mistake. You felt unwanted. I'm here tonight to tell you no matter what that consummation or how that took place, what the circumstance was around it, you were conceived in the mind of God way before you were conceived of your physical parents. That is good news. He is your creator. You are the creation. That is really, really good news, even for those that we just finished praying for, and you're sensing that deliverance from that stony heart. You see, because only God can recreate that heart. Only God can take that heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. Why can he do it? Because he created that heart to begin with. He created you, and we need to embrace that on tonight because once we embrace him as creator, then we can embrace the the authority in which he has given us to rule in the land in his stead. So to him be the glory. We're going to open up. We don't have much time as usual, plus God, but we're going to open up the word of God in Genesis. Very familiar passages, Genesis 26 through 28. Um, We know it well. We know it well. But something is in the midst of this scripture that I want you to get in your spirit. I don't want it just to be head knowledge. I want it deep within your spirit so that when God calls you to authority, You understand the authority that he has given you. We understood the authority last week of being a son, that when the son spoke, it was as if the father spoke. But I want to start here with the creation to understand what has been placed within you to give you that authority. See, as a father, there is a heritage that we take on, but as the creation, there is a Authority that has already been built in us, and until we recognize how we were created, we don't understand that authority. Again, Genesis, the first chapter, the 26th through the 28th verse, and it reads, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, 
and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. I hope you took that in. I hope that struck a nerve within you, that you're not just hearing vain repetition of words that you've heard over and over and over again, but that you are allowing this to take root in your heart, in your spirit, so that so that, that power and that authority that he created you with will arise from within. I read that out of the King James Version. Now I would like to read it to you out of the Amplified. It says, God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image, after our likeness, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the tame beasts, and over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it using all its vast resources in the service of God and man and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. That is good news. We were created in the image and likeness of God. He created us in his image. Why is that important? Because there is no lack in God. See, we're not talking about the, the reflection in a mirror, that kind of an image. You, you've got that reflection staring back at you when you look at your parents and you look at yourself, and in the physical sense, in the natural, you have that reflection standing, staring back at you. Some of you are a dead ringer for your mom. Some are a dead ringer for your father. Some are a mixture of them both. Some of you took back to your grandparents or somebody back in your ancestry and you look just like them. But I'm here to tell you all of that means absolutely nothing because this physical being that you're so concerned about when you look in the mirror, you leave that on this side. When it is time to cross over and to transition into the presence of God, into that place of holiness in heaven, you leave that physical appearance on this side. The transition is in your heart. The transition is in your spirit. The transition is in your mind. 
You see, that's why it was so important. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. That's why it was so important to deal with the pain and the hardness of your heart because God wants to transition you. God wants to make sure that you are reflecting his image in your hearts, in your thoughts, in your actions. At the very, very beginning of the broadcast, as we were we were expounding and sharing, and God was speaking to our hearts about being a living epistle, being a walking, breathing Bible, not quoting verses, but living, living it out before the people, living out the love of God before the people, living out the image of God. See, when Christ was on the earth and the disciples asked him to show them the Father, what was his response? Have I been so long with you that you still don't see? You still don't know? When you see me, you see the Father. We should have that same testimony. When they see you, we need to see the Father. We need to get to that place of recognizing our creation. See, it didn't just come about, and, and this is another thing that God has caused me to stress to the people over the years. Your existence was not just predicated on mommy and daddy laying down together. Your existence was predicated on God saying, let us make man. On God's conception in his mind and in his spirit of who and what he desired you to be. See, we have to embrace that or else we'll go on this path chasing after the flesh chasing after what the flesh is calling us to, chasing after the image that is put before us by television and, and magazines and that false sense of security that is all in your outer appearance. When it's that inner man that counts, it's that inner man that needs to be portrayed, that inner self-peace, that inner God. God that dwells within you, that's the image. That's the likeness that he wants you to portray. Remember what he told Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1 and 5? He said, before I formed you in the womb, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet to the nation. Hear that. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated you and set you apart, consecrating you. And I appointed you a prophet to the nation. That's what God is speaking to you right now. He wants you to get into your spirit. He created you. You are his creation. He has built things within you that you need to rule and to reign in this earth realm. He gave you dominion. 
But that dominion comes from what he created on the inside of you. It doesn't come from you talking down to people. It doesn't come from you usurping your, your strength over somebody. It doesn't come from you beating your chest and proving you are a man or trying to take every woman's husband that you can, can get your hands on to prove your womanhood. That's not where it comes from. It comes from what God has instilled within you. Embrace him as your creator. Embrace the gifts, the talents, the authority that he's placed within you. Embrace it and come to know your Father God as your creator. It's time for you to understand your purpose and your destiny, and you cannot do that apart from understanding your creator. We are out of time. Ah, oh, thanks be unto God. Thanks be unto God. He is such an awesome, awesome God. I pray that this session has been a blessing to you. A coming together of prayer, praise, and the word of God. We're going to continue on next Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Join us. I I invite you to join us every Monday evening that God says the same on. And be a part of it. it. It's it's a blessing for me just to see how God will call out and speak to his children and take time for them. And I invite you, share the archives. You don't ever know who needs to hear this word that God spoke tonight. And just because you don't think they would be interested does not mean that they would not be interested. Call them, invite them to listen, share the broadcast, and you be blessed. Have an incredible, incredible week. And I just pray the blessings of God to surround you in a way unlike anything that you have ever experienced in your life before. To God be the glory in your life. We're going to close it out with Tasha Cobb. Be blessed. And I will get with you again on next Monday evening. God bless you. Here's my worship. Here's my worship.
you won't break my heart. You won't let me fall. So I give it to you. You won't let me down. You won't break my heart. You won't let me fall. So I give it to you. So you won't let me down. You won't break my heart. Listening for your voice, raise up. 